Welcome to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step. To finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this. And this is called the journey. everybody hope all is well welcome to the journey with your host karen sion it's a new week and we are so grateful to god for bringing us thus far today is april 21st and it is the 14th episode of the journey on last week's episode we began the three-part series single parenthood where three people so so dear to me will come on to talk about their journey of single parenting We had um, Barbara Hyde on the show and Babs, wherever you are, we at The Journey just want to say God bless you for coming onto the show and sharing your story. It was so profound, so real, raw, and very rare. And we love you and can't wait to have you back on. She's going to be back, guys. She's going to come and talk about self-worth. And we might have the crew from Purity and Celibacy, episode six and seven on it. So Lucy, wherever you are listening from, get ready. We might have you back on for that episode. On today's episode, we're continuing the series Single Parenthood with another single mom. So I really can't wait for today's show because her story is absolutely amazing. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based podcast that focuses on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, relationships, career choices, health, but most importantly, how all of these things can be better and will be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. New episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m., and you can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Please and please again subscribe, guys. Subscribe, 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 so that you can be notified when new episodes drop. Get ready for our birthday segment, Birthday Best. Happy belated birthday to Christian Pakode, Chelsea, Josephine Adjin, and everyone else we couldn't mention. God richly bless you. Happy belated birthday once again to you all. And we want to thank you all for supporting the journey. Send us a DM if your birthday's in April. April's ending soon. And there's a lot of birthdays at the end of April. That's why there's just a few now. Um... Send us a DM if your birthday is in the remainder of April, and each episode we're going to shout you out if your birthday is in that week. God bless you all, and we pray for God's favor to be in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. On today's episode, we have a dear sister on the show. She's a hard worker and an inspiration. Next month's salvation story is going to be with her too, so um, get ready for that. She too, I can say, has been through a lot but she has come out stronger. And like I said, her resilience and her hardworking spirit inspires me. I make fun of her all the time and I laugh at her, but she knows that it's out of love. (laughs) 
Help me welcome my sister, Khadija Tu Mansare, better known as Katie. Hey, Katie. Hey. What's up? What's, What's up, good? everybody? What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Nothing much. Nothing much. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing That's great. Good. Thank That's God. good. How's this quarantine going for you? Um, it's going pretty well. This really? is this is me right here. So <laughs> I know you're already a homebody. Yeah, I'm. I'm loving it. You're just like I'm. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm so glad you are because I'm hating it. I'm loving it. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So here's the thing. We want to know where you're from because you know I'm from Ghana. A lot of the people that we've had on the show are from Ghana, and um, your name, Khadija Tumansere. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Sierra Leone. Born and raised there. Um, my name Khadija Tumansere. It's actually from my grandmother, mm-hmm. Kadijatu. You know, it's Khadija. You mm-hmm. guys all know the meaning of yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, no, um, I don't know that. It's, it's a Muslim. Oh, okay. It's a Muslim name. You know, I came from a Muslim background. Mm. And um, Khadija, I think the meaning is um, the prophet's wife. Ooh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the prophet's wife. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the meaning of my name. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, before... You know, I said to ask you a little bit about yourself. We're going to play a little game. Sure. Okay. So with that game, you're going to pick a number. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode and the I week did. before. Yes. So we're going to uh, pick a number between 1 through 40, five times. And then when you whatever number you pick, I'm going to ask you that question. You have to answer it honestly. Okay. 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 So ready? Yes. Pick a number. Number seven. Seven. Yes. Who is your girl... Best friend? My girl best friend. Um, I'm not sure if I have a girl best friend. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, really... so like maybe someone you call like a, a sister? A sister. Um, I have two people I call my sister, my two cousins, Matilda mm. and Jamila. Okay. They um, were pretty close. Yeah. Those two are my... Yeah. Sisters, sisters, yeah, okay. like girlfriends, sisters, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. that's cool, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, another number, um, 32. 32. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you jealous of? What am I jealous of? Who I've never asked this question, I've never, that's a tough one. What am I jealous of? <laughs> or what makes you jealous? Let me say, maybe. What makes me jealous um, as far as in a relationship or anything, anything general? Anything general, okay. relationship-wise, anything. We could go that way if you want. Um, relationship-wise, one one thing that will make me jealous if... Uh, this, this is this is tough. Can we skip? Do we skip a question? Okay, <laughs> I no gotta problem. answer. Oh, I'm sorry because <laughs> okay. I can't think right now. It's okay. I'm even thinking. I don't know what makes me jealous. Either. Yeah, I can't. That's a tough one. Yeah, I think when it happens, I would know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. Okay. Um, forty. Forty. Hmm. Tell me about your love life. <laughs> Yo, why is it that all my guests pick this number? <laughs> 40 and 7. You guys pick the same number. My love life um right now it's my love life is there's no love life right now. My love life is Jesus. Amen. Yeah, it's, that's um, a, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, there's Amen. no love life right now. I feel you. We're in the same boat. Yep. Okay. Next number. Number this number 3. 
next number? Um, I'll choose number one. Number one, tell me your full name. Kadijatsu Mansare. You don't have a middle name? No. <laughs> they call me Katie. They co- okay, yeah. But that's, that's not my middle name. That's just what they call me mm-hmm. since I was a baby. Oh. But it's not really... It's like short for Karijatu, right, I guess. Right, right, right. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kadijatu Katie Mansare. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next number. Number five. Number five. When's your birthday? March 29th. March 29th. Guys, her birthday just passed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, two more questions. One more. I mean, two more. 35. 35. How many siblings do you have? I have two. Two. Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Not bad. I'm the middle child. <laughs> oh, I, heard the, I, heard, I hear the middle child's are, middle, middle children uh, are the most interesting. Yeah, they're pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last number. Last number, 33. 33. What's your star sign? I don't know why that question is there. My star sign, I'm an Aries, I guess. Yeah, Aries, yeah. Oh. So we're going to get into into today's topic. Okay. Today we're talking about single parenthood. We started the series last week with Barbara and um, she explained to us what got her into the role of being a single mom and how she was able to deal with the stigma and everybody's story is different. But the main purpose of this series is to just bring hope to those out there that are single parents um, as well as spread awareness that, you know, if you keep... People, if people are living in the lifestyle that they're living now, it's possible for them to end up a single parent. Not to say that it's bad. It is wrong. But we want to shed light on the fact that although it is wrong, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world and that God's love still reaches anybody. So my first question that I'm going to ask you is, what caused you to be in the role of a single mom? Um, One of the things that caused me obviously for being for being a single mom was um having sex i was i was very <laughs> sexual active you know mm-hmm. around that time mm-hmm. it was um i didn't even think i could be a mom that's oh, the funny wow. thing because i was with my son's father for i believe it was 4 years at that time when i got pregnant wow we were dating we were together for 4 years at that time and for the first year, we would, you know, I was using unprotected. We were doing, you know, covering ourselves. But um, after like a year, for like the past three years, we were just doing it, mm-hmm. no protective, nothing. So I never thought I could have a kid. Mm. You know, it's not something that I ever desire because mm-hmm. I used to be like, oh, me, I can't, I'm not having no kids. I'm, you know, that was just like my mindset because mm-hmm. it never happened. So I didn't really think I could be pregnant. Mm. Yeah. So, so what, what was your reaction when you found out that you were pregnant? When I found out I was pregnant, I was very, very disappointed mm. at myself just because um, I've always had this desire that I wanted to be married first before, before I have, you a, have kid. a kid. That was just always my desire. And <laughs> when I first found out that I was pregnant, I hated myself. I mm. felt like I disappointed God. Mm. Were you a Christian then? I was a Christian. I was a lukewarm. A lukewarm. I was a lukewarm. Okay. I was in a church and I was... um. As I was going to church, I was an usher in the church. Oh, wow. But I didn't feel bad about how the church would feel or mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. how someone else would. Because it, it was like, I was going to church. I didn't really feel nothing when I was going to church. You were just going to I was go. just going. I was just 
going to church. But whenever I'm by myself now, mm-hmm. when I'm in a house, when I'm by myself, when I'm having sex, I feel guilty. I hate mm-hmm. myself. So it was like I was already in the process of knowing that the things was I was wrong. doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do I come out of it? With the environment at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but before before we get to that, I want to we will talk about this on your salvation story next month, God yeah. willing. But like, I I just want to know how your relationship was with your family because you were born Muslim, correct? Yeah. At the time when you were dating your your son's father, you got pregnant. What was your relationship with your family at the time? Because I've heard, and I don't know if it's true, that when Muslims convert to Christianity, sometimes it could cause a tension between them and their families. No, my relationship, my father was a believer. Mm. So like it was, you know, it wasn't like a, any type of issues with me. Okay. Okay. Like with, with me, when I found out I was first pregnant, I was embarrassed. Who'd you tell first? The first person I told was my son father. Okay. So I went to the bathroom at work one day mm-hmm. and then I bought the test. That's time I used to work at Walmart. So I got up I normally work at 6 30 in the morning. So I talked to my manager. We went, we both went to the bathroom together. She was like a mom. Mm-hmm. We were very, very close, mm-hmm. my manager. And she took me to the bathroom. She was like, you know, I, I let her read it because I didn't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. scary. And then mm-hmm. she, and then I remember she was like, girl, you're pregnant. And I was like, right. And I remember she gave me a hug so tight Aww. and I was crying. And then I called my son father and I told him, I couldn't wait for me to get off work and tell him. So I had to call him <laughs> right away. Right. And then I remember he was just like, Katie, it's a child. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember that's that's the word. So he, he was okay with it. Yeah, he was okay with it. He didn't say, oh, like, so what do you want to do? No. Right, right, he was right. like, it's a blessing. It's a good news or whatever. And then I remember you got to tell my dad because mm-hmm. I was the next step. See, I wasn't going to tell him. Mm-hmm. Now, so you told your son's father to, to tell, tell your dad. Him, yep. Wow. And then he told my dad before I got home. Mm-hmm. He told my dad. But I remember my dad, my dad was just very graceful. He wasn't mad. He wasn't mm. mad at all. He was just like, he was very happy. He wasn't happy how it happened, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he didn't like crucify me right, or right, right, right. like say, oh, I'm going to disown you. He just told me, he was like, um, you guys got to do the right thing. Which was to? So, to get married. Mm. And um, he didn't really like force it to say, oh, let's get married by force. Mm-hmm. It was more like... um you know, you're a believer. Right, right, like, right. like the way he did it is like the way he said it was just so graceful. Like he didn't like, condemn you know, like most, you. most parents will condemn you like mm-hmm. your this, your that. No, it mm-hmm. wasn't like that. It was just out of love. I can wow. feel the love. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he was so compassionate too at the same time. Cause I was disappointed in myself. Mm. Yeah. I was very disappointed, but. Um, so you could say that if God knew what he was doing, because if you were feeling that way about yourself, and your father or anybody else in your family kind of did the same thing to you, what do you think you would have done? Would you have maybe aborted? Or was that something you ever thought about? Oh, no. that's That That wasn't even a question. I would have never bought a child. Mm. I would have never bought a child. Yeah. It was easier when I told my mom because I also called her when I was at work. Not the same day. I told her like maybe like a week or two later. It mm-hmm. took a while. And then I told her. I called her on the phone. I was like, oh, yeah, I have something to tell you. She was like, oh, you're pregnant. And oh, I'm like, shoot. huh? Oh my <laughs> like, god! And she was like, oh okay. Like it wasn't like I, I wasn't afraid to tell her. Like right, it wasn't right. something that I was worried about. Right. It was more like on my dad because my dad will oh, always pray for me. Right, so right, right. <laughs> right. So I kind of felt like I disappointed him too. Mm-hmm. Amen, God. Yeah. Wow. 
So in the process of your pregnancy, how are you pre- preparing for the fact that, okay, you, you didn't think you were going to be a mom, but then now you're faced with the reality of, I'm about to be a mother. How are you preparing yourself towards it? Um, The process of my pregnancy, it was, it got excited a little bit mm-hmm. along the way. Okay. But when I was by myself, like when I'm all alone, sometimes I cried mm. because I... There was this thing inside of me that I felt so disappointed. Like, I feel like I disappointed God so mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. Like, throughout my pregnancy, like, there were times that, you know, like, I remember I used to pray for my son mm-hmm. every single day. Like, sometimes I'll get up early in the morning and I'll get on the floor and I'll say, mm-hmm. God, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. This place, like, I was just, like, I was so, I used to beat myself. Mm-hmm. And this is something nobody knew. Right, right, this is right. something that I was dealing with. It was a personal thing that I was dealing with. I would just mm-hmm. get so hanged. I'm like, how did I get in this position mm-hmm. without not being in a committed? I mean, we were committed, but like, you, you know, married. not like, and this is not something that, this is not how I envision my life to be. So I was throughout the pregnancy. That was the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. But as far as like everything else, like preparation and stuff like that, it was easy. Right, right. Yeah, right. it was easy. Yeah. Oh, wow. And when you had your son, mm-hmm. how did you feel about him when you had him? Like, what was your when you saw him in the delivery room after you gave birth? Like, what was your reaction to him? Like, how did you feel? Um, I feel like the way any person would feel mm-hmm. I guess it was I was kind of excited when I saw him mm-hmm. and I was like wow I'm a mom mm-hmm. you know it was like those feelings like it was it was a good feelings mm-hmm. but I wasn't too excited right at the mm-hmm. same time like I can't sit here and pretend or you know I'm like oh my god that was the best thing that ever happened to right, me right, no right, so right, me right. was not the best thing that ever happened so you said at that time you were lukewarm mm-hmm. what caused you to be on fire for Christ again Okay, so when I was pregnant with Samir, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a this is a short story. So I remember one time I went to go visit my mother and my son my son's father was on the phone with his mom. And then I remember she said to me, because my son father came from a Muslim background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, his dad is Muslim. Pretty much his parents, his his mom didn't want me to get married to him. She wanted me to convert first to be a Muslim. To be a Muslim. So I remember, you know, one day I was on the phone. She was on the phone with him. And then she she got on the phone. She she said she wanted to talk to me. So I was talking to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then she was giving me some advice. She was like, um, this is the thing. You know, you and Junior, obviously, you guys have a baby now. You eventually will probably get married. Mm-hmm. But before all that happened, you had to stop going to church. You had to stop calling the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, huh? So I didn't say anything. Like, you know. You can't, you don't, I didn't suspect or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she was like, hello, are you listening to me? And I was like, I'm here. I'm on the phone. And then I remember um, I gave him the phone mm-hmm. and then I explained to him. I remember that day I was pregnant. And then I said to him, I was like, listen, there's one thing that I don't play with when it comes to my God. Mm-hmm. And then at that moment, I made up my mind. I was like, Choosing Jesus over a man, I'm mm. like, yeah, boy, bye. <laughs> like choosing a man over choosing, Jesus. Cho- yeah, choosing a man over Jesus. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'm like, what? No. So at that time, I knew something was working. Mm. I knew that my God was real. For you, mm. for her to make that, this just that statement, statement, like exactly the way she said it, I was mm. like, mm, God, you're doing something. So I kind of like, I fell in love more with Jesus. With Jesus, because it's kind of like I was so excited, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I was like, 
who is she to tell me something like that? Mm. Like, you know, and it actually went exactly the way she said it. Like, she was like, you know, the moment you you decided not to change or you're still going to church, the family, everybody's going to disown you. Mm. And it went just like that. Well, except for my son, father, because he's very involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> I just want to know how then you got into that position because you say you were dating your son's father for what, four years? Five years. Five years. Total, yeah. So um, in the beginning of your relationship, were you a believer then? No, I wasn't. I was like, um, I was still a lukewarm. But you knew Jesus. I knew Jesus. Yeah. I was going to church. You're going to church. That yeah. was in the beginning of your relationship. Yeah. So what made you make the decision to, to date a Muslim? Let me see. Was he a Muslim or he was, was a Muslim? He was a Muslim. Yeah. So w- what caused you, you didn't think that the, your religious differences will cause any kind of difference between you both? No, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think religion has to do with, cause I've dated a Muslim before. Right. I've dated a a guy that was Muslim and mm-hmm. it was never, it's never been an issue. Right. So right. no, I didn't think of it. Mm. Your story just really fascinates me. And this is my first time really hearing it in detail. Yeah. So when it was time for you to make that decision, Jesus or my son's father, what was your thought processes at that time? Cause this is your son's father. It's not like a regular boyfriend is the, is your son's father. The decision, honestly, in the process of me making a decision, because this is uh, the decision I was trying to make was stop having sex with him. Mm. Because this is something that I tried even before I got pregnant mm, to stop sleeping. Oh my God. I tried it because every time I have sex with this man, I'll go to the bathroom and cry. Hey. Yes. And you were still doing it. I was still doing it. Wow. I would literally go to the bathroom and cry. Not because Not, it wasn't good. No. But because you were convicted. Because I was convinced it was so bad. Mm. You have no idea. Like, this is something that nobody knows what I was going through. Mm, mm. Literally, I was dying slowly inside Inside. that nobody sees it. You see a picture, you go on social media, you're like, oh my God, look at that smile. It looks so Mm, cute, cute mm, couple. mm. But I was dying, girl. Oh my God. I was really dying, like, to the point where that's why when I got pregnant, I was so heartbroken. Mm. And everybody else was showing white teeth everybody oh my gosh she's having a baby like you know mm-hmm. oh congratulations but you don't know what i was going through mm. you know it was something that i was dealing with personally mm-hmm. but it was easy for me when the lord confirmed to me mm-hmm. it was very easy like i guess that's the point i was because you see god is so amazing because he actually took me out of the situation mm. you know after he shared he, you know he he gave me a dream mm-hmm. you know Hebrews 13. So it was easy for me to sit down with my son, father, actually read it to him and tell him that was it. So, so you, you broke up with him. I didn't broke up with him. I told him I'm not going to continue to have sex with him anymore. But you were still together. We were still together. How did he take that? Um, He was he was cool with it. It was like, um. Oh, wow. so this was the part. I'll explain it to you so people can understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when Samir was about three months old, mm-hmm. it was about three, four months old. Mm-hmm. At the end of, I believe, June. At the end of June 2013, mm-hmm. that's when I had a dream. It says, read the book of Hebrews 13. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that day when I woke up in the morning, the voice was so loud. I didn't even know if there was a book, Hebrews, in the Bible. So I started looking <laughs> for it. it. was I found it in the, in the, old, in the New Testament. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't read, but like, you know, I mean, I didn't know anything about Hebrews. So, <laughs> so I looked at it and then I, I kept... 
and, and start going like continue to love each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show especially to the strangers. If you come across angel, if you come across strangers, um, you know, it's like be a blessing to them because yeah. you don't know if you're an angel in disguise. Yeah. yeah. And then on verse four, that's when that's when it hit me. Cause it mm. says that um it says um Marriage should be bed. marriage should be honored by all. Keep your marriage bed pure. If you commit mm. adultery, you'll be judged by God. Mm. So at that moment when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, like I was dead. I was like, hey. I was like, hey, let me say that day I felt that I was like, oh God, have mercy upon me. Mm. And then he kept going back. It says, be content with what you have, mm-hmm. because I the Lord, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So Amen. we still with confidence. The mm. Lord is my helper. It says, be content. So, like he said, don't worry about money and all those things. Mm-hmm. And then, like with the whole Hebrews 13. I didn't really pay attention to everything that was in it, except, except for, for verse four. <laughs> Girl, I was so, I was like, oh my goodness. Let me tell you how ignorant I was. Mm. That same night, right? Mm-hmm. I went back and I had sex with him. Wow. So it's not enough. Then that means it's not enough for you to receive the word, but it's for you to apply it. Yes. So that night when I had sex with him, the next morning when I woke up, the first thing I did was around that time I used to have social media. I used to have Facebook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went on my phone and I opened up Facebook. As soon as I opened it, it says Hebrews 13, verse 4. You're lying. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. It says wow. Hebrews 13, verse 4. Karen, I got out of the bed. I opened my eyes like I seen a ghost. That's oh, how scary it was. Oh my God. That day, I was like, I'm never. That was the day I made up my mind. In that that evening. I was like, Jane, I need to talk to you. We sat in the living room, got my little Bible. Mm. I remember it was this nice cute little Bible that my dad gave me and I opened it. And then I read it to him. I was like, I can't have sex with you no more. Mm. I can't have sex with you until we get married. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I was like, and the way I'm, I was like, I just feel so guilty. I don't like mm-hmm. the way I'm living my life. Like I just pretty much just pour my, I didn't cry or anything. I was just real to him. Mm-hmm. And then basically he was like, you know what, kid? I respect that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So you already made a comment before that your son is not the best thing that happened to no. you. Have you ever wished maybe at least once that you weren't a mom? Um, Yes. Mm. I wish that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I wish that sometimes because of the fact that, like, sometimes I think about it a lot, mm-hmm. being that I'm still single, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I didn't want to put any men in a situation mm-hmm. where it's like, he comes to me. It comes. Kid. It comes to me, the kid. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes I think about that. Mm. You know, but I don't wish not to have him because at the end of the day, he's a he's an amazing kid. Right. Right. You right. know. So I'm not worried that he won't get along with whoever I'm gonna be with. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I just feel like it could be easier. It could if be easier there if it wasn't. Yeah. Right. It could be a little easier. But do you think that without you having him or without you getting pregnant, you would have got closer to God? Yes. I feel like God has his way. He's very strategic, like, you know, with everything that he does. Did mm-hmm. I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I have an no, accent. You did not. So I didn't, you did not say it right. I, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, I'm just going to let it slide. Yeah, just let know? it slide. No. You know? <laughs> strategic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Thank, thank you, Auntie Karen. Thank oh, you. That's funny. So, but um, yeah. So he has his way of doing things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like with my story, with my journey, that's just the way it went. It went. But 
without Samir, without anybody, I, I, I feel like I still would have, because if he chose you, chose you. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. has his way, mm-hmm. you know, doing it. So right. it's, you know, I, it could be part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Because it keeps me a little bit. Samir helps me to be humble. Mm. It helps me to mm. calm down. It helps me to not be selfish. Right. Because right. I can be very selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I can, if I want, like when he's not with me, I can stay in bed all day. Mm. I don't worry about, I don't even think about food. <laughs> and I love food. Like, but when, yeah, but when he's with me, it's like, it, it gives me that drive to mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that means you, you really didn't deal with a lot of stigma of being a single parent. You, no. you From your family, probably not. But what about from friends? Did you have friends that felt some type of like, like that looked at you certain, a certain no. way or differently or? Not in my environment. Mm. My environment was, was very toxic with the world. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, my, the environment that I grew up in is very toxic with the world. It's mm-hmm. never, if anything, I was the one that was dealing with it. Mm. If anything, it was just You were me. the one beating yourself up. I was up. the one beating myself up. Okay. There wasn't nobody. Right. There's not one person that ever beat me up. Oh, right, right, right. To say, oh, it was me and my God. Me and the Spirit mm. of God that was beating me up. <laughs> Do you think that who you are today is based on the figure, the support, I'll say, you received from your family or, or your friends at that time? Like... You being as confident as you are, you being a great mom that you are, do you think that that also stemmed from the friends and the family that supported you along the way when they found that you were pregnant? Um, no. No. No, I don't feel like that. I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. That's as real as it can that's be. That's very blunt. Like, yeah, no. That's I was no. taken aback by the no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Because mm. it, it was... It was all God. Mm-hmm, 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 it was mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. him because... Amen. We give glory to Yeah, him. it was It was on him. Because at the beginning, it was me and my son father. Mm. We did everything. So what caused you guys to split up then? If this was someone that you loved, what broke you guys up? Uh, uh, if you want to talk about it. Oh, um... It was it was easy. <laughs> it was really easy. Like how we broke up. I mean, <laughs> I'm I sorry. cannot. I am was, so done. It was it was yeah. easy. Actually, he dumped me, so <laughs> that's how easy it was. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're being real, right? We are being real. Yeah. But so that caught me off guard. How? Yeah. Why? So so basically, you know, we we haven't had sex for like what? Six, seven months. We were living oh, in the wow. same house. We were sleeping in the same bed. Oh, wow. We were eating the same food, sharing the same bathroom. But y'all just weren't having we wasn't, sex. We wasn't having sex. The so family. He, he dumped you because y'all weren't having sex. No, it was more because of the family. But well, this is the conclusion to the matter. Mm-hmm. That's what God mm-hmm. wanted. That, this, is, this is the conclusion. I think all yeah. of it comes down to God's plan. Yep. And I feel like you had to go through... Like, I think that's just my, how I look at everybody's life. You had to go through what you went through mm-hmm. to be who you are today. Yeah. And I can honestly say that you, you are a very strong, hardworking, resilient woman. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay, let, let's cap it off at that because we're talking about single parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> because if, if I get interested, too interested, don't we're get gonna, it. We're going to talk I don't even want you to day. get interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you we're to. We're going to talk all day. Yeah. Okay, so. I th- we're gonna wrap up, but before we do, I just want to ask if there's any advice. I'm gonna ask two questions when uh-huh. it comes to advice. If I was, um, or if there's somebody listening that is living the lifestyle that you were living before, before you got closer to Christ, 
the lifestyle of I'm living with my significant other when I'm married or um, I'm sleeping around and all that stuff. What would you, what advice would you tell them based on what you've been through, based on your, you've been a mom for some years, what, six now? Seven. He's He's seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just turned seven. Yes. What? I thought he just turned six. Seven. Damn, Samir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've been a single mom for the past seven years, and although you didn't get a lot of crazy craziness from your family or from your, from your friends, I can imagine you dealt with maybe some stigma or you've beat down on yourself before. Yeah. So what would you tell? Someone who is not a single parent yet, but is living a lifestyle that can cause them to become a single parent. That's the first half of that advice that I want you to give. Like, what would you tell them based on your experience? Is a person a believer? Talk to both. Talk to one that's not a believer and talk to one that's a believer. I mean, if you're if you're not a believer, um, I guess it would be the same thing. Because at the end of the day, if you know that you're living that type of lifestyle... It's not a funny thing at all. Hmm. And um, it's not something that you may think that the way you're living is your life. It's not going to happen, but it can happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. prevent it from happening. Just don't do it at all. Mm. Don't know? do it mean don't have sex. Don't have sex. Right. You know, don't have sex. I'm pretty sure there's so many things that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm, I'm pretty mm-hmm, sure that mm-hmm. you have goals, you have plans, you know, for yourself and stuff like that. Focus on those things mm-hmm. because relationship is always going to be there. Mm. There's like there's a saying in my in my in my language like man not die man not rotten, for as long as you're still living there's still hope mm-hmm. there's still you know time there's time for everything yeah. don't allow society to tell you that oh you're almost this age mm-hmm. I can't believe you're not having sex you're actually doing the right thing mm. because at the end of the day once the right person come mm-hmm. you have peace over it Amen. you know being in a relationship and having sex that doesn't make a person love you or anything like mm-hmm, that. If anything, mm-hmm. keeping yourself, you mm-hmm. have more respect as a woman. Right. Keeping yourself and saving yourself for your husband, mm-hmm. it's, it's the best thing that can ever happen to anybody. Right, right. Yeah. And then to someone who, like I said, was in that, that position that you were in, example, uh, they go to church, they serve, but they live in that lifestyle outside. What spiritual implications can that create in that person's life? Um, what another what I'll definitely say about that, if someone like that, like right now, mm-hmm. I can say that's where I am right now. Mm. Remember that there's something that my pastor always says, and it's true that somebody's always looking at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're the only God they see. Mm. So remember that if you end up falling, somebody else is gonna fall. And that person's blood might be in your hand. Mm. So I think about that too. Mm-hmm. Because if you're serving in a church, mm-hmm. you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and there's people outside of the church, maybe your friends or family, mm-hmm. they may not support you openly, mm-hmm. but inside something is working inside of them. Yeah. And they're feeling something. If they, Deep inside, they want to be like that. Mm. Deep inside, they're wishing that they can take that same step. Mm-hmm. And then you end up sneaking around, doing other things. You just mess them up. That's true. You just mess them up. So don't just think about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like something that my pastor always said, like, especially when you're in a church, you know, you're fellowshipping together. Actually, a place that God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. You're not just doing it by yourself. Yeah. This is a corporate thing. 
So it's like, if you end up falling, somebody else might fall, Mm -hmm. you know, and think about other people. Right. And also think about your parents. Mm. Think about your parents because, I mean, my father advised me so many times. Right. You know, everything that he advised me, if I would have just listened to him, I would not be in this position right now. Mm. But mm-hmm. everything else, everything that he said to me, he's gone now. Everything that he said to me came to pass. Mm. Every single thing that he said to me came to pass. Wow. He was saying it out of love and it came to pass. So parents knows, like they, they know. Do. So like, they it's do. like if you bring someone's home to your parents and they tell you, man, if go with the flow. Oh yeah, that's true. Go with the and flow. And I know a lot of people my age, especially, <clears throat> we tend to disregard what our parents would say mm-hmm. and I know for me and I, I think I was having this conversation last week and um with my siblings and I was telling them and I was like honestly when I was growing up there was nothing that my mom and dad could tell me that I was like okay no like I had to hear it from someone my own age before I would listen mm-hmm. so it's like especially when it comes to a significant other someone you really really like or someone you're really lusting after quote unquote it's like okay what do you know about it? This is your old. There's yep. nothing you would know about it, but they know. And the thing is that we have to understand that God, and I'm speaking to whoever's listening, that God has placed authority in our parents. Our fathers mm-hmm. stand for God in our lives. So if our fathers do not agree to something, don't do not do it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I can definitely say was, I remember... I knew the value of my father Mm -hmm, later on mm -hmm, in life. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't know his value at the Mm. beginning. So the closer I got to him, the more I began to see his value, like the value that Mm -hmm, he placed mm -hmm, in my life. mm -hmm. So it got to a point when I would say to people, I said, the only person that would tell me to stay away from my, from my son, father Mm -hmm. that I would listen to was my dad. Mm. My dad would be the only one and say, my dad never told me, Oh, don't be with this man. My dad told me, just keep praying for him. One day you'll be Mm. saved. My dad just keep telling me to just keep praying for him. Mm-hmm. So he never came up and said, my dad, my dad was a type of person that anything that I love, he loves. Too. He loves. That's, and he was just a, like, he, <laughs> like, if, if, if this is a man that I want to be with, mm-hmm. he's down with it. But his thing was that he was always praying for me. And then he mm-hmm. always sent me to pray for him mm-hmm. that he will be saved too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like, he will be the last person. My dad was going to be the person that would tell me. Mm. Don't for, be with this man right now. That's that's my brother. My dad is yeah. still there, no. but um, like my dad is also very good with the flow kind of thing. He's like, oh, if you love him, I love him too. That's yeah. my dad. Yeah. But I think one person that I hold in high regard, mm-hmm. um, like the way you you deal with your dad, is my brother. So it's like if if I ever bring someone home and my brother's like, eh, yeah, that you're done. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know that's the thing. So what? Before we actually end, end the other piece of advice, what would you tell a single parent, a single mom who's listening, a single father who's listening, or someone who's maybe sitting on their couch pregnant, listening to the podcast? What would you tell you know them? Maybe they're in despair, they're, they're hopeless. They're like, okay, uh, my life is over. What would you tell them? What I would tell them is that just keep going. Mm. It's like. No matter where life takes us, sometimes it's even better when you fall because you'll be able to get up strong. Mm. So 
what I'll definitely t- what I'll definitely tell them is just keep going. Mm-hmm. Now, don't make the same mistake again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that can beat you really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So this is a time that you gotta put yourself together. Mm-hmm. This is a time that you gotta accept what's already happened because mm-hmm. you can't go back and change things. Right, you right, can't right, go back right, and return right, and right, say, right, "Listen, right. I don't want this kid. I don't want this pregnancy." Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. You just gotta deal with it. There's a God that God God is so amazing. Mm. Out of a messy situation, he can make something beautiful come out of it. Mm-hmm. For as long as you acknowledge that this thing that I've done is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to be in the same situation, act on it. And one piece of advice that I can tell anybody listening right now, especially as a single mom mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. single father, mm-hmm. pray about your environments. Mm. Pray, 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 pray about your environments. Ask, seek God with all your hearts when it comes to your environments mm-hmm. because that could be, that can play a big part. That's the first thing that God will have to come in and adjust for you. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, if I was in a church where I'm young right now, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be in this situation. Mm. I don't from, think from the get go. From the get go, if this is where I was serving, and I will not be in the situation, mm. I will not be. In, so your environment, the people around you, your you know every area of your environment, your your mental environment, your 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 physical environment, mm-hmm. your spiritual environment, everything you got to take care of it. Pray mm-hmm. about it. Bring it before the Lord. Mm-hmm. To, to, to help you, to put you in a place where you can be yourself mm-hmm. and also have him mm-hmm, guiding mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because your environment, environment is every single thing mm. in your life. Mm. That's that's one thing that I've learned throughout the years. Right, right. That's something that I've learned. Because even sometimes, even right now, when you feel like you're being shifted a little bit out of your environment, like you're shifting on the other side. You see a lot of temptation. You see a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they can like like kind of pulling you a little bit. It's kind of hard to explain. It's a feeling that you feel inside. It's yeah, something yeah. like you watch something on TV. It can take your mind out of your 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 stable mindset, mm-hmm. and then just take you to another. So your environment is everything. Your mm-hmm. mind, mm-hmm. everything. It's it's something you gotta guard. That's True. why. That's why the you know guard your heart. You, yep, it's mm-hmm. you gotta guard it. Like it's Definitely. it's very very important. Definitely the environment. Wow, thank you so much, Katie. God bless you so much for coming on to the show because you know your story is same thing that I would say for Barbara. Like very raw, very 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 real and very profound because. <laughs> Guys, she'll be back. <laughs> she'll be back. She's gonna come and talk about her 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 life and um, how she was raised as a Muslim, and now she's a believer. And I know that's an, gonna be an amazing journey that we're gonna we're gonna hear. So we're gonna hear from her again. But yeah, Katie, God bless you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your story as a single mom because I know that it blessed me, and I'm praying that someone else is touched or blessed or moved convicted to do the right thing so god bless you thank you god bless you too all right before we wrap up i just want to admonish us once again um about this pandemic it's getting crazy it's getting scarier i bet a lot of us has got gotten our stimulus check hopefully by the time this episode airs i would have gotten mine (laughs) (laughs) but um guys let's keep praying for protection from god for ourselves for our families let's pray for the healing of our nations wherever in the world that we're listening to this from let's pray for god to heal our countries our nations and this entire world 
Once again, I want to thank and applaud on behalf of the journey. And I believe on behalf of everybody listening, we want to thank all the healthcare workers. Katie's a healthcare worker. We want to thank my sister, Ashley Anderson. She's um, our doctor. I want to thank my own blood sister, Emma Sion. She's a nurse and she is risking her life day in and day out. You guys are all risking your lives day in and day out just to care for people who have been infected with this deadly disease. So we ask God that he will continue to strengthen all of you and protect all of you as you guys are out here fighting this pandemic. Not just the healthcare workers. I actually want to really, really shout out all the retail workers, especially those who work in Walmart, ShopRite, all those places that are open right now, Target, Costco, those places, because I bet you guys really don't want to be there. And I'm, no, excuse me to say, but the pay is not that great. But you guys are there making sure that if we need some essentials, you guys are there for us. God bless you all so much. And we ask God for protection and for strength for all of you guys. Thank you for listening to The Journey with Karen Sion. If you like our show and want to know more, please, please, please check out our Instagram page and our soon coming Facebook page and then our soon, soon coming website. And please leave us a review on iTunes and Google Podcasts. And join us next week when we continue and end the series Single Parenthood with our big brother, Laud. So that's going to be a little bit different because we've heard from female single mothers. Now we're going to hear from someone who was a single father. So I really, really can't wait. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God, by times and seasons. I love you all. God bless you all. Stay home, stay safe, and have a wonderful week. And get ready, I forgot to say, for Quarantine Convo this coming Friday. I'm excited, and I'm not going to tell you who's coming on it because it's a surprise. Bye. This is called the journey.